1: We've Got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.
2: Hello, we're back. Hey, another day after show. Neil and I are here. Neil, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? How, how's I'm Seattle? I'm fantastic. Uh, It just started raining a little while ago, unfortunately, but we're here. You can tell the vibes are high in Seattle. We're ready for two nights of goose. Um, You know, coming off of a really fun show in Boise last night, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, But, you know, you're back there on the East Coast. You're staying up some late nights for you. Uh, Even though you said that you weren't going to be staying up, you inexplicably are still awake at the end of every
3: show. Just last night. I mean, I, I was going to go to bed at separate, but I was like, no, nah, I got to get more of this. And uh, I'm glad that I did. So I watched yeah. the whole thing.
2: And I'm betting that's going to continue to happen probably the rest of this tour. And I've he- we've all heard that before. Well, before we bring our guest on and before we dive into last night's show, of course, quick word from our sponsor today, which is Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which is especially supportive when singing my heart out at shows. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. Yes, I do have it in my pocket, and I have been using it this week, and it has been very helpful, because people who know me at shows know that I sing very loudly. Um, so it's true. It's, it's important. Uh, and I'm excited to see somebody who is not a fan of that tonight. Well, <laughs> without further ado, uh, let's bring on our special guest. We've got... Oh, it's a black... Oh, there we go. We've got Mayo here. Mayo, how are you?
1: Oh, we're We're driving from...
2: This is another one of those things where we had perfect connection for like the the 15 minutes before we went live, and then as soon as we hit live, he goes into a dead zone. So (laughs) that's uh, such is life. Mayo, can you hear us now? I think you may have stabilized a little.
1: Yeah, I can hear you. I can see you too.
2: Fantastic. All right, you're there. How are you? So you said you are currently en route to Seattle from Boise.
1: Yeah, we got two more hours of driving, then we'll be there.
2: Awesome. Thank you. You're here. You'll be ready for the show tonight. Mayo and I met in line last night, and I was like, oh, we have no one for the pod tomorrow. Do you want to come on? And he was like, okay. So here we are today. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about last night's show, which was a lot of fun. Um, Mayo, why don't you start us off? Uh, you know, we, right. we, we, were, we got in line a little bit early. Whoa. <laughs> we got in line a little bit early. Um, there was some weird entry stuff happening at the knitting factory last night it's a really weird venue in boise as well um it's like in an alleyway like the main entrance is in an alleyway and then the loading dock is on a main street um which is weird like the band couldn't even park their buses and trucks at the venue last night um so like naveed you know had to like gauge how much merch he would need because normally if he runs short on something he can just run out back to the truck and grab more um and so he was saying last night he was like yeah i've I have to like really you know, gauge how much I'm going to sell tonight because he couldn't just go and get more if he ran out. And yes, thank you. uh, Mother who is sitting right next to me. Uh, No marquee as well. Just a a knitting ball, a ball of yarn logo hanging above the alleyway. Um, So interesting venue for sure. Very, very small room, um, which is really cool to see them in. Um, you know, it was like the, the front of house, like the sound and lights were on like the upper balcony where there were a bunch of reserved tables. The merch was upstairs too. Um, and then there was like kind of a two-tiered floor. So there was a, a, like a front area and then like a, a railing and then a back area, which is I was at that railing, which um, was a, a great spot just kind of right in front of Jeff, um, which was cool for me. But Mayo, you were up uh, more towards the front, Yes.
1: yeah we were like right behind the rail there was one person in front of me we were like kind of in between them love it on peter's side
2: yeah the pete side sweet side it's it's the place to be
1: i like that venue it just it was kind of disorganized with their staffing and like really frustrated everybody getting there
2: yeah yeah the the, oh. the security was a little bit more thorough than i think it needed to be uh getting in but you know that's yeah. the that's the thing neil how was your couch tour set up last night
3: uh man i don't know i i had just gotten home last night i had been on vacation all week i've been down south that's why we visiting some family as much yeah and uh i don't know man just kind of settled in was watching some playoff
2: hockey you know
3: You know, you're excited about that stuff, right? Oh, I'm so
2: excited about it. And by me, I mean other members of my family.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I did a little bit of that. And then, uh, yeah, man, I was stoked to finally hear a show sitting on my couch. It's nice to be couch touring from the couch. Nice. That makes sense.
2: Love it. Well, so we dive in to the show last night. First couple of songs, we get Butterflies uh, and Lookout Cleveland. Pretty awesome start to the show. You know, we have... The the new like the or not new the the smaller more pared down lighting rig uh, in in this venue that we saw at the Georgia Theater in Athens uh, in March with that like kind of curtain at the front of the stage of lights which Getty really like immediately during the Butterflies jam is that like kind of cloud of angry buzzing that Rick creates is happening um, like he just put up like a wall of light in front of the band and you could like barely see them at times but it was really really cool uh, and a really cool way to start off the show I absolutely love butterflies and then look out Cleveland uh, we had heard them sound check this uh, you know while we were waiting in line um, my first time seeing this song I was so excited about it uh, obviously clav tweets were had um, you know this was this was this was funky this was great you know Rick destroyed it as he does. Um, but man, this was a great, great way to open the show. May. what were your thoughts on butterflies and Lookout Cleveland?
1: Butterflies is just so pretty. It was so good. And Look uh, Lookout Cleveland. It's fun. It's just an easy song to get going into it. And then all the the falling jams after were just fire. It was just yeah. deep constant.
2: The, the rhythm section like last night like was a, on you get lost in it you just yeah. get lost in it it was an amazing that amazing jive was sick. yeah it was fun neil what did you think of the opening uh couple of songs
3: yeah it's pretty cool I, I it's funny that you brought up the lights because i was going to ask you about the lights oh my god every once in a while that like wall that they do in the front there like really catches my attention and I had just gotten done telling you that I don't usually, like, watch the live stream. I usually listen to it. But mm-hmm. I was watching in that part, and I was like, dude. I'm like, I, I can't wait to
2: actually see that in person. I have not yet seen it. I don't know if you um, will. That's the thing. It only, so, it only exists when the venue is too small to support the full light rig. Um, so I don't know if any of the venues are we'll playing. Eugene. Yeah, probably in Eugene later this week. So, Neil, you should uh, you should fly out to Eugene on Tuesday.
3: Yeah, yep. sure. Yeah, I'll get right out there. It's a nice quick, <laughs> quick jump from Boston. Quick jaunt from Boston. Yeah,
2: yeah you know, it, yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, look out. Cleveland also was the first jam of the night with uh, Ben and Jeff locking in on the double drums. You know, we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about Bozeman, um, but they are like the two of them are just, you know, they sound so good together here. And so there was, there was another jam later in the show that was just a rhythmic beast uh, that we will get to, but this was like the first one, or Je- Jeff was like very, very active in the show last night. You know, there are some shows where Jeff isn't doing as much, I think. But last night, he was energetic. He was having a great time. Uh, he was playing a lot, um, which was awesome. Um, so speaking of awesome, let's talk about this All I Need here. Because, you know, when, when they're dropping All I Need in anywhere in the show, good things are about to happen. Um, so still no second jam. But this was a really, really amazing 21 minutes here. Um, you know, we get the, the, the factory fiction teasing, which I was, you know, losing my mind about the first part of this jam. We get into this really beautiful major key section, um, like kind of like the cross-eyed intro jam at times. You know, we've been seeing some themes like that crop up uh, on this tour, but just absolutely soaring and beautiful um, sections. This was one jam also where it felt like Peter was purposely limiting himself to only playing piano. Um, you know, sometimes there are jams where he'll go to different synths or organ or vibe or clav or what have you, or even like the the vibes or the the marimba uh, on the Nord. He was sticking to just straight piano on this one. And so it felt like a purposeful thing to me. I know, you know, obviously I'm not in a widely successful improvisational band, but for me, sometimes when I've have in the past have been working on my own improvisation i'm like okay for this thing that i'm about to play i'm only going to play piano because it limits what you can do sonically so you have to do more you have to do more in just straight playing on your own so i thought that was a really interesting thing i'm not sure whether it was purposeful or not but this jam was absolutely phenomenal for me mayo what did you think of uh the all i need here
1: I thought Jeff was popping off during that. I felt, um, yeah, Peter's key energy, everything. Yeah, it was good. It was really fun.
2: Neil, what about you? Uh, Yeah, man.
3: I mean, you've you've already kind of touched on all of the the elements of why I thought this was really good. I mean, you get that that cross-eyed intro uh, in there, that cross-eyed intro jam. We're not going to call it the Reba jam. Uh, some people call it the Reba jam. Some people, but like, not some us. Some people, they're all wrong. Um, and then, of course, you get a, a monster factory fiction tease in I was, here,
2: right? Yeah, I was very excited about it.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> you haven't talked about it yet. So, I mean, that I talked, I mean, it. they were playing the song. I mean, it was kind of yet- funny. Oh, yeah. We were talking about it last night, where I was just like, "Is that a tease?" Like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty. You were sure too
2: scared were, to note the tease. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I didn't really. I don't know, but uh, yeah, man, it it. It was quite the factory fiction tease. I mean, yeah. the, the only thing they didn't do was start singing the song. Right. So, I don't it know. Seemed like, it's
2: coming. It seemed like when they stumbled upon the theme, like, obviously, it wasn't on the written set list uh, to be played. It seemed as they stumbled upon it. Peter was kind of pushing for a, like, you know, fuck it, let's play the song in the middle of the first set. And Rick was like, nah, like, we're, we're going to keep jamming this. Um, so, it, it was cool to see that kind of happen in musical conversation. You know, Rick just stuck to that really opening vamp Uh, But Peter played a bit further into the intro of the song um, as they were going. So it was cool to watch that happen. Um, Of course, you know, kind of a rocky re-entry to the end of All I Need. Um, But I've heard worse. You know, the one with Trey in Portland was worse.
3: That immediately comes to mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Every time. Oh, I think we lost Mayo. Um, But, you know, he'll make his way back. Uh, after All I Need, set closes with a hot run of Jive 1, Bob Don, so ready. Um, man, like, it's just so Jive 1 is fun. You know, Peter's facing the other direction from the audience, and you can just see that he has a huge smile on his face the whole time. It's not that he's ever not smiling, but right. Jive 1 especially is just such a fun song, uh, you know, I think for him and just for them to play. Um, so it was amazing. Bob Don, you know, without, unfortunately, you know, I feel like a first set Bob Don is the right place for the width to happen. Um, But Bob Don has been getting like so powerful lately. Um, You know, just this thick, grimy, hard rock, like Rick guitar solo um, and like Peter's rhythm guitar chords underneath are just amazing. And then so ready to close the set. Always fun. Great solos from both Rick and Peter. Uh, What were your thoughts on the end of this first set?
3: Yeah, man, this is firmly in the category of doesn't have to be huge jams for it to be a killer set. These last three songs are all awesome. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of things that you want to see when you when you go to a show. So, I mean, specifically like Jive 1 not getting played nearly as much as it can or should be, in my opinion, these days. Interesting. Uh, or j- all, any of the jives, really, right? Starting in 2022, we get fewer and fewer jives and so it's it's great when they do play it it's exciting um mm-hmm. which is funny you know because when i first started listening to the band like very like you know in the first couple you know months of listening to the band i thought that it was like all jives like every show had a <laughs> jive you know every show every show gets a jive and uh, you know so it's cool that it comes back it's exciting yeah. stuff
2: well the catalog was also a lot smaller back then we've got mayo back mayo your thoughts on the jive one bob don so ready
1: oh jive's so good um
2: It was a good time.
1: Uh I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was fire. Uh just leading into it. That was one of the ones that I Jive uh one and Jive lead and all of those just like draw me in big time. And I was really excited to get that one. Um <laughs> I thought during the whole first set up to like I, I remember talking about it during the next couple of songs at uh, so ready, just the percussionists were both so in sync together,
2: yeah.
3: And
1: like it was just it, they were locked in that that whole oh, it was funky,
2: absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was amazing. Uh, and they they did skip Jive Lee, unfortunately, which was yeah, on the red side. I was
1: hoping for Jive Lee, but like Jive One is fire, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So that, that was the only audible of the first set, uh, skipping over Jive Lee, everything else was. By the book. So it felt a little bit shorter last night. I think both sets were under 70 minutes. Um, oh, I think yeah. maybe there was an 1130 curfew, uh, it seemed, which was interesting for an eight o'clock showtime. But they took a very short set break. Um, they went on pretty close to ticket time. So kudos to Goose um, for clock management last night. That was phenomenal. Um, thank you. And as we go yeah, into of course, that,
1: that's the best time management I've seen a show, they're usually like right. Really long set break, super late to start.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, So we move into set break here, of course, short set break. But it's time on the pod where we give the the venue bathroom report. Um, You know, last night uh, (laughs) at the Knitting Factory, um, I will say the bathrooms were not as nice as they were in Bozeman. Uh, I think that's also because the the Bozeman venue was built a year and a half ago. Um, So I think the bathroom was It was like a
1: janky bar bathroom.
2: Yeah, but I, I found that the one upstairs had way less people in it than the one coming right off the floor. So uh, pro tip, always go to the upstairs bathroom, even if you're on the floor. Um, when in Boise. <laughs> when in when, it, when at the knitting factory in Boise. If you ever oh, find yourself there again. Um, but yeah, you know, it was that, – that, that's, that's our bathroom report. Mayo, do you do, you do anything exciting at set break or just kind of – hang out at your spot, and talk about what happened. The
1: small break was, it was like a 10 by 10 foot square, and it was like shoulder to shoulder.
2: Yeah. It was a little tight in there. Well, let's start off uh, this second set here. Um, we get a drive opener. Um, You know, this song, again, has been going through a lot of change over the last year. You know, first they eliminated the woes and then they were jamming out different portions of the song and, you know, putting it in different places in the set list. Um, So it was, you know, it's really interesting to see how it's kind of over the last few versions. It's just kind of become this eight minute rager of a song, which as far as it goes in, you know, as that it does it really well. And I like it like that. The only issue with it that I have is, you know, whenever they play it, whenever they don't jam it, I think of previous massively jammed versions. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, this is kind of what we're losing out on here. Um, But it's a hot guitar solo. So, you know.
3: Yeah, I'm in that category of being bummed out by the, you know, the eight minute or less drive. Yeah. Because I know what it could be. And it also bums me out that the song's getting, like, however, this is, like, the fourth short drive? Maybe a third, Third, I think. Yeah. And, you know, th- that's three whole drives that could have been really sick. And, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a drag. Yeah, but, you know, we, they got to keep it the interesting.
2: So, yeah, they, we started the year off so strong for Drive with the cat version, and then, you know...
3: Maybe they're just like, we can't top this. Can't that. top this.
2: <laughs> like, let's
3: just stop at that drive. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it.
2: So I, I don't know at this point. I don't know if a jam is going to come back to the song until they um, bring back the woes. Cause I think at this point with how powerful that guitar solo has become, I don't think, you know, they kind of get to the end of it. And like last year when it was still like more of a mellow solo, it was like, all right, we're just going to, you know, extend it and keep jamming. But I feel like now they're just kind of like, you know, where do we go? Like, are we just going to awkwardly start into a groove? Like, or so, I'm curious to know the thought process uh, behind it, the continued evolution of drive and if and when we will see it start to jam again. Um, but, you know, but w- what were your thoughts on the drive, uh, Mayo? I, it,
1: it's like a sprint. It has so much energy, and it sustains that energy. It just, like, yeah. sustained it. But then, yeah, and then it's just done, and you're like, damn, I wish. Yeah, it was just – it did feel kind of robbed, getting – because I've seen drive a few times, but I've never seen drive jammed.
2: Oh, really? It'll it'll happen. You'll get that. You'll get that someday. Right. and
1: couch toward and stuff like that. Right. Like one of your favorite songs, and it's just you know, the song just said, it's it's just good. It's just a good song. And it is. Yeah, the solos in it. The solos last night for fire. Rick was like a laser beam on point. And just, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was so much yeah. energy. But, I, and I wonder if he does it if you, because I mean, that's so much shit, so much intricate work, so much, it's, you know, it's hard. And I wonder if it's a more of an endurance thing to play that much stuff for past that. And they're just like, you know, he's like, it takes a lot out of me. I don't know. But it was awesome. Who it knows? was good. It was great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was loving it. You know, that solo is so much fun to be in the room for. Um, and then they fire up the wisteria, which immediately you know, like it's going down. Like when they when they open the They're set with a wild. bang or a drive Everybody like that. Ready. Yeah, it's like, all right, here we go. This is this is the big one, and of course it was. Um, the era of wisteria, wisteria continues. Man, it was it was so good. So, again, a rhythmic beast here. The two drummers and Trevor locking in. The other really cool thing about this jam is, you know, Peter was laying down these just like textures on the vintage vibe, not doing his like kind of solo thing that he does in creatures a lot, but just laying down chords um, and playing like, you know, a layer, a gentle bed of electric piano, if you will. Um, and from where I was standing in the venue, because the room is so small, I could hear the vibrato going back and forth from the left and right side of the PA, which you know, when you see Goose in an arena, you're not getting that unless you're like dead center at the back of the arena. So that like, you know, that only happens in very specific spots and big venues. And so getting to do it in a small venue where it's intimate and you can hear that effect was just incredible. So they get into this rhythmic jam, you know, Rick hanging back and it didn't feel like any one of them was soloing. You know, this is this is a kind of jam that we've started to see more of where they're all playing together instead of like a Rick led section or a Peter led section or, you know, something like that. But Mayo, what did you think uh, of this big wisteria jam?
1: I was on Rick's side, so I couldn't, uh, Trevor was popping off and it it was awesome. It was awesome. It just kind of like the energy built up and then they just sustained it. And I was like, dude this is a long good it was just fire it was just, yeah it was so long i forgot uh i forgot what song it was for a second
2: that's the goal and that's always it was the like goal. <laughs> i was
1: like is this still I was like oh my god yeah but yeah uh, i think peter just kind of didn't really put a whole lot of highlight on him they find him because like trevor i felt like during the show uh didn't really like uh highlight himself a whole lot and that song he got to pretty good
2: yeah Neil, what, what was this wisteria like from the couch?
3: Uh, I mean, it was great. And then I listened to it twice already today. Nice. I don't know. This is a good one. And like, I don't know. I might take some heat for saying this, but but this is what a standard wisteria is becoming. Interesting. Which is like crazy because it's Show so work. good. <laughs> well, like, no, that's like my point is, is like, it doesn't get any, it doesn't get worse than this. Not saying this is bad, but like, so you would get wisterias in years past where like, you get like a solid seven minute section of Rick just kind of ripping a solo and then they eventually come to the end and you're like, yeah, you know, that was serious. Fun. It was good. Yeah. But like this, this is the normal, this is the baseline now. And it's awesome. Like they don't play a bad version of it. This is the kind of thing you get like every time right. there's no like kind of boring jam. That's one thing I love about Goose is,
1: is their jams are consistently good. Like.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: They're, they're I, improv, like you see. Fish improv a lot of stuff, and like a lot of time, it's good and it's fire. And and then a lot of times, like you have a lot of people like, what the hell is going on in that moment? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. So Neil, what what you're saying is that my uh, mental hasty rank of jam of the year is not correct. At... No,
3: I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, but like it's good. Like it's really <laughs> good. But I I think there are other wisterias already this year that are like this wisteria um and they're all awesome i it love it was them really all.
2: that it was really the the peter textures early on in the jam was what really like grabbed me about it which you know obviously like butter towards it. yeah
3: yeah like and butter i mean doors. i this like for me is like more consistently good like i don't want to like pick apart jams or anything like that because it just doesn't that's what I we do like, on this podcast I, well yeah i guess um not necessarily in the day after but um this one isn't like an all-timer but I'm listening to it. I mean, I right. listened to it like a couple times already today. Like walk yeah. the dog. I was like, yeah, I walk the dog. Like I'm gonna lose some <laughs> this again. Um, And uh, and I went back to this one before I went back to that. All I need. So 100%. I mean, it's definitely the best jam of the show. It's Yeah, killer.
2: absolutely. I think last night was interesting too because you saw each set was anchored by a big jam, and then outside of that, didn't really have any other improvisation. Like it was just fun. We, Cleveland accepted. Um, and like you know. The improv was contained within songs otherwise you know there was 20 minute all i need 23 minute wisteria and then a bunch of really fun songs um so after this wisteria you know it's an undersell Rick, by the so way so undersell of a, well, a bunch of like really I, fun songs I know I, I'm uh, really underselling it um but okay. the build into get the funk out of my face was fun very yeah, very so seamless man. um you know great great placement for the cover and I think they they went into it perfectly um you know like rick kind of did like the look behind to ben as if they were gonna like build into a peak um and i was like oh is he gonna do that thing where he just kind of like you know builds it into like a regular bliss peak and then we'll keep going whatever and so to get the funk out of my face took me completely by surprise um and it was it was a lot of fun uh the crowd loved it uh i felt the energy was amazing mayo what, what was your reaction uh to them going into this cover
1: Oh, it was just nonstop energy at the front. Everybody's bouncing around. It was it was fun. It was that's always a good song.
2: Love it, Neil. How are you feeling about? this? Oh, dude, I loved it last night. I mean, yeah. I was like, fired up
3: about this. Uh, <laughs> you know, seen them do it live before. I, I love it when they do this song because I think there's like some meaning in there, which is like basically like you don't like our shit. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is great. And, uh, you know, like I wish they did it like like, Encore with it, like every every show at Taboos.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. We talked about this a lot uh, when we were talking about the Taboos run and when they played it there. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But like there was like a, a jam section in here, which I think in the moment I was like, they are absolutely playing Thatch. I went back and listened to it today. And eh. It's not Thatch. I mean, Trevor absolutely is playing the, the Thatch bass line at one point. Because so I think once you've got it to that punk space. Putting on the website? Ah, I don't think so. But like, once you get into that space, like, you, you know, it's like, let's just play Thatch. like, why, yeah, like, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's just rage. I was it was only a few thatch. minutes of it, but it was killer.
2: Thatch, we might get, we might get this weekend, or, or Eugene at the latest, I think, you know, yeah. based on the current show gaps for it, I think, you know, it's coming in one in the next three nights. Neil, you are not alone here in hearing the Thatch.
3: Yeah. Uh, no, it was there, there for go. sure. I mean, Trevor was just in the, Dung! you know, like that one kind of
2: like thumb hit that he does I don't know. yeah in any case right well it was it was a lot of fun and then we get a nice cool down for like the first half of turn clouds and then you know rick just takes it back up once again you know another amazing guitar solo and then the other song that we heard get sound checked earlier so happy when this dropped another jeff engborg uh in your face neil uh you know that's now my fourth Angborg uh that I've <laughs> that's <seen>. ridiculous <laughs> that's all i saw them, two last it? march no there there have been six so okay. seattle last year two last march uh and then st louis in october um the cap and last night so i i've seen four of those everything but st louis and seattle um so you know i i mean i love this song it's the clav song it's a dance party uh the energy in the room is amazing this one felt a little bit more extended than engborg has been normally um, but this song is just so much fun, man. Uh, Mayo, had you, had you caught an Engborg before? Agor? Hey, Jeff Engborg. Oh. Sorry. Was it, your, was it your first one last night? Yeah. And what did you think?
1: Um, I kind of songed out a little bit towards the later of the set.
0: I just remember all the... Yeah, to be honest, I just remember
2: uh, just the energy sustaining. Yeah. That's the, big, that's the biggest
1: thing through there
2: I remember. Love it. Love it. Neil, how are you feeling on the couch when they went into Jeff Engborg?
3: Well, I'm excited that they're playing. Okay. Right? So that's a good thing. It, <laughs> what, I mean, it's getting a few first, plays a year.
2: What was the first emotion that you had when they started playing? Oh,
3: I, I tweeted that I hate your guts. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Fury Uh, with no context actually which was great because i got all kinds of people agreeing like yeah i kind of hate that
2: guy too (laughs) (laughs) he's really annoying
3: um yeah no and then i offered context and then folks knew what was going on but um yeah man i'm excited for you you know you're catching all this good stuff um i mean there's amazing things going on out there and you know good for you man thank you you. you're seeing a
2: lot of rarities thank you yeah listen speaking of Speaking of rarities after this angboard like that segue for the song yeah. of the encore. That was that was really <laughs> what you set it up, I'll knock him down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh <laughs> we should start a podcast. Yeah, no Um good. lead the way, finally coming back after like uh, what uh 40 show gap or something. It was four yeah, 40 shows played. exactly. So last played in Oklahoma City in October. Perfect. Man, I was so excited. Uh, you know, this was my most common not seen as well. Um, now, my most common not seen, at least for originals, is this old C, which I'm really hoping we get this weekend. Um, which one? This old C. I still haven't seen, so I'm I'm hoping for it this weekend. Uh, but lead the way last night was amazing. Pretty concise jam section uh, as well. Some more nice vintage vibe work uh, from Peter in this one. But you could tell the whole crowd was so excited about this song. Um, you know, I think the band was excited about it, too. Um, I, I was I was so excited. Yeah, I mean, it's
3: it's crazy that the song has become a rarity, because when I started listening to this band, this was like an every third show kind of song. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dude, it's awesome. You know, I'm on record on how I feel about this one. There is a jam built into the song that is so cool. Yeah. And I wish they played it all the time. So and great. I wish
2: they played it for a really long time.
3: I mean, someday the 20-minute version will happen.
2: That and Butterfly. will announce
3: from stage, like, thank you, Neil, for the yeah. idea of jamming <laughs> for 20 minutes. Uh, it'll all happen. I'm, I'm sure of it.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, you've had the idea for longer than they have because yeah. they haven't played it yet so yeah
3: but i mean i also can see like why they don't play it anymore i mean this song like breaks my heart like every time i listen to it i mean it just makes me so sad uh but it's such a good song so good
2: it is and then surprise like you know figured the show was over there tack on a nice love light um you know i I mentioned in my review that i wrote of last night's show um don't skip this love light if you were in the habit of skipping love lights uh there's a really cool like 45 seconds of like insane guitar noises that happens in it. Ghostbusters teaser. There's not a Ghostbusters teaser. <laughs> absolutely is. No, there's uh, not. Like type in
3: the chat if you if you heard Ghostbusters teased. Like not like the Ghostbusters rap. Yeah, the. Oturum, implied implied <tarmac> yeah, like the actual oturum, Ghostbusters oturum. song. Um, and uh, oh, I yeah. see.
2: I thought you would just click the wrong song as the tease. I I thought it was
3: no. They absolutely tease Ghostbusters. I still don't think. Day. I still say don't in chat think if heard. you heard it. Um, yeah, or like else heard you it. know, say something on Twitter, flame Ryan, do all the things. And if you don't uh,
2: agree with Neil, n- n- okay, you know what? That's one <laughs> other person. I rest my case. Okay, get send me a timestamp. Uh um, I, to, I will. I will I after the show. Listen for this.
3: I, I you heard, know what? I, I will sift through the full four thank minutes of that song. I to appreciate actually find it. that for you. How I see
2: uh, at the show last night, I, I heard the lick and I was like, that sounds kind of like Ghostbusters. But I don't think it fully is. So may, maybe the soundboard will convince me otherwise. Um, we'll see. We'll take it to the committee. Uh, we'll, we'll deliberate <laughs> there. But you laugh. Oh, but the man. the committee's a real thing. Like no, you not. laughing makes it's it seem like thing. the committee's not real. The
3: Committee of one. Um, There's like five.
2: What, there are like five of us on the committee. There're like five people. Um. <laughs> Thank you, mother, for coming to my defense
3: here. Oh, Lisa, I thought you were on my side. He is sometimes.
2: Um, yeah, this is a fun. This is a fun way to end the show. Love light, yeah. always fun. My only complaint about this song is that Spuds doesn't sing into the mic. You know, he's singing along, and he has sang backup on it sometimes. But like, you got to have the Spuds Love Light vocals, dude. In Idaho? Come yeah, on. I know. Right? Right? Like, we, we had you a nice... expecting – we didn't like mention something... the, the, the potato chant before the show. We were yeah, all chanting spuds when they walked out on stage <laughs> and he started going to the mic, potato, potato. So.
3: Oh, man. Like, for sure. Well, I mean, maybe that's just like what folks from Idaho do, you know, and they're just like cheering. They're just, you know. Potato.
2: Like, yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but, no, I thought there would be some acknowledgement of Idaho from Ben, more than just the potato thing. But
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the potato thing is the whole thing.
3: Well, yeah, no, I mean, I wanted something extra, uh, you know, something to really emphasize. But I mean, I guess not.
2: That's Uh, well, we've got another show tonight in Seattle. We have reached the Pacific time zone, the true bane of East Coast webcasters. I am very happy that I am at the show and I don't have to stay up until three in the morning uh, for a week and a half watching shows. Uh, So thank you uh, for me being here. Um, Yeah,
3: good luck. Yeah, um, I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm, really I'm ready for lead up tonight.
2: Ready for lead up. Burn dude, down the Paramount Theater with lead up.
3: If you take a look at like what is available to be played, just because of the way that they've kind of lined up songs over the last yeah. few days. I mean, one, they very, very clearly are walking into the Pacific Time Zone with a full tank. Yeah, they, they got everything lined up. You can see it all about to happen. But what they do have on the front end of this is like a lot of, like non-jam songs that absolutely rule yeah uh, <laughs> so at least the next two shows you're going to get a bunch of really good ones like you're going to get a bunch of the new songs that absolutely rule and
2: uh it's gonna be great yeah listen lucas anderton decided not to fly in today which means they're going to play lead up tonight so lucas yeah i know shame on him right seattle one lucas zero, zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm excited to uh, to catch up with a lot of amazing people tonight. You know, we've got Haps uh, and Haps Junior in Seattle, uh, which I'm very excited to see and possibly bother with my singing. Uh, you know, Camito's here too, which means the vibes in the room are going to be out of control. Like, if anyone was at the cap and noticed that the vibes were out of control, it's because when you put those two guys in a venue together, it's like can't yeah. can't be talked.
3: Well, you got like Jake's gonna be there too, right? I mean, like it's like yeah. vibes are gonna be blowing up all over the place. It's gonna
2: be up. vibes are high in Seattle today. We're ready for the show. Uh, don't forget, showtime is a little bit earlier tonight. It is seven thirty Pacific, uh, not the eight o'clock that it has been recently. But of course, that's still uh, later than it has been the last few nights because it's a time zone back. But seven thirty showtime tonight. Uh, it's gonna be a fun show. We've got two nights this weekend. Uh, I'm excited. I hope you're excited to watch because we all know you're going to be awake. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. But we will be back here tomorrow at 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern to recap tonight's show, um, which is going to be fun. You know, I'll see you in 23 hours and and 20 minutes
0: or or something.
2: If I did that math correctly. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Well, thank you, everybody, so much uh, for tuning in to this episode of Day After Show. Let us know your favorite parts of last night's show and what you are hoping to hear tonight. Uh, tweet at us at AAT AATGoosePod or find us on any other social media platform under the same handle. Yep. We will see or, you back or here Or in tomorrow. line at the show. Or in line at the show. <laughs>
0: or at the show. You know, yeah. we're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see you tomorrow.
2: is the best song.